amazing rewatch listeners. This is Sadie and Jessica, and we are back with season two, episode one. We are very excited. We've had some great response from the season one episodes, and we're really excited to start talking about season two and get these episodes out. And we watched the first episode, and neither of us remembered one thing. Yeah, it's... I mean, I might not have even seen the season. At this point, it just seems like I haven't even seen it at all. So this is going to be kind of exciting for all of us if we're just watching it together for the first time because I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> I do feel like I've seen it. I recognize some of the teams, but I don't know. Anything that happened, anywhere that they go, who wins, nothing. So... And we think we might recognize some of the teams because they're on an all-star season later, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Danny and Oswald have been one of my favorite teams, and I remember watching them in two seasons, and I liked them in both. So I do know that I've seen it, but I don't remember much about it. And the original air date was March 11th, 2002. So that's been, at the time of this recording, that was 21 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. 21 years ago. Crazy. Also, we're hoping that you guys can see an improvement in our recording and our sound and stuff like that from season one to season two. We're learning as we go. As we mentioned before, this is a trial and error process for sure. So we've learned a lot in season one and we just hope to be getting better and better. So uh, we are going to start introducing the teams for this season. There was 11 11 teams. So the first team to be introduced, well, should we say where they start first? Yeah, so as the scene opens, (laughs) we're in southern Nevada in the middle of the desert. Don't say Nevada. Did you just say Nevada? I don't think so. I've never said Nevada in my whole life. (laughs) Because people from Nevada will hate you. (laughs) Just say Nevada. Nevada, Southern Nevada. Also, I'm kind of sick right now, so if my voice sounds weird, maybe that's why you thought it was Nevada. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I showed up. We're recording at Sadie's house, and she's like, my voice hurts. And then her timer goes off, and she says, oh, but I don't have COVID. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm glad you told me that before I showed up to your house. (laughs) Well, we just spent the whole weekend together, so I assumed if I had COVID, I would have gotten it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we start in Southern Nevada, and Phil is very young. Mm -hmm. He has dark hair, dark eyebrows. He just looks young. We actually watched this episode with our mom and sister, and Georgie is our sister, and she has seen some of the later seasons, but her first comment was, Phil is so young. Yeah. And I don't know if mom has seen any of them, has she? I don't know. Not much. I I don't know. Any. So yeah, they're brought in by helicopter, and we are introduced to the teams. So team number one, well, the first team is Blake and Paige. They are a brother and sister from Texas. And in their bio, it says that they have done a lot of traveling together on family vacations, but not much outside of the U.S. So they're really excited to make some memories together and have stories to tell but they worry that they will both try to be controlling and that they'll get on each other's nerves. And Paige apparently gets emotional really easily and they both worry about that as well. So that will be interesting to see if that uh, comes about on the race because 
it's a very emotional <laughs> situation, I'm sure. Yeah. Next team we have is Hope and Norm, and they are married parents, which I think is kind of a weird description, but yeah. <laughs> married parents. And well, they, last season we had separated parents, yeah. so they have to <laughs> specify. Clarify. Um, they met when they were only 20 years old when they were in college, and they've done a little bit of traveling together, um, but not really much internationally. And they decided to join the Amazing Race because they wanted to make some more adventures that lasted a lifetime. And Hope says that she would not have signed up for the race with anyone else. But she thinks that Norm could have competed in the race with anyone and had a great time with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And the one thing that I liked that Hope said about Norm, she said his weakness is also his strength. It's that... um, He has a hard time asserting himself because he always puts everyone else before himself and he doesn't want to risk hurting anybody else and is just a really good guy. So that's a nice thing for your spouse to say about you. Mm -hmm. And um, Norm says that Hope is organized and can make decisions quickly and she's really strong and has a lot of courage. So I don't know. They seem sweet and in love and they're pretty cute. (laughs) Yeah. The next team is Oswald and Danny and they are best friends from Miami Beach. They became friends in 1994, which in 2002, that was only eight years ago. But (laughs) now that's like almost 30 years ago. So I hope they're still friends. And (laughs) when or if they get eliminated, we will find out, I guess. They have done a lot of traveling together. Danny says his weakness is his language skills because he only knows Spanish and English, which (laughs) is probably still a big leg up on the majority of the teams. Yeah. And Oswald says that he picks up languages pretty easily, but his his weakness is that he just got his driver's license a month ago. Oh my gosh. So if there's any driving, which I'm sure (laughs) there is, I hope that Oswald is not driving. Yeah. (laughs) Our next couple is Tara and Will. They met only five years ago, and it's what Tara calls the blind date from hell. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll see how that goes for them. Um, They travel frequently, though, and they are business partners, but they're separated. So their relationship is pretty unusual. Similar to Frank and Margarita. Yeah, kind of. last season. Yeah. Um, They don't get along very well and disagree mostly on financial situations, and Will thinks that the race will bring them closer together, but Tara thinks our relationship <laughs> is so screwed up, nothing's going to change that. <laughs> hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see how this couple works out. They don't have a very long bio. It's a short bio, and they don't have very good things to say about each other. <laughs> and Will is spelled with one L. Yeah. That is suspicious right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, it says he doesn't have any comfort items. Everybody lists a comfort item that they're going to miss from home. Tara says, my friends and family. And he says, I don't have any comfort items. Mm, sounds. He sounds like a like psycho. A <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to Deidre. Am I saying that right? De- yeah. Deidre and Hillary. And they seem lovely. They are mother and daughter. And Hillary... So Hillary is the daughter, but she spent most of her growing up with her dad. Hillary and her mom aren't as close, so they wanted to run this race to become a little bit closer. And it does seem like they get along pretty good. In their bio, 
Deidre says that Hillary is so much fun to be around. We laugh like crazy people when we are together. Oh, and Deidre says that her daughter has many strengths. She's rebellious, free-spirited, and individualistic. She's everybody's best friend. She does, however, tend to be controlling. <laughs> and Hillary, I think, agrees with that. She says, I am too controlling. <laughs> they seem pretty nice and well then i hope that they get to uh, get closer on this race yeah that's an interesting dynamic like a mother daughter who didn't really have much time together growing up yeah it'll be interesting to see and our next team is chris and alex they are lifelong friends so they actually met on the school bus on their first day of kindergarten and they've been best friends ever since hmm. and i think that's so cute yeah and they've traveled extensively together, and they've probably logged a million miles on road trips together, is what they say. And they just have a crazy fun time, and they're excited for this adventure because they say they'll just have a great time, see how far they can get. But nothing could ever happen that would make it so they weren't family. And they just have really great things to say about each other. They have strengths, um, like Chris says that he's level-headed and has the ability to think things through, but he can be impulsive, and Alex agrees with that. And uh, Alex says that he has done a lot of traveling, and he speaks a few languages, so that's positive. Chris says that Alex has a good head on his shoulders, and he sometimes doesn't think things through. So they both say that about each other. We'll see <laughs> how that works out for them. But they seem like good guys, and like they have a great friendship. I don't know which one is which. It's kind of a Robin Brennan situation where we probably <laughs> won't figure it out until the second to last episode. Yeah. <laughs> the next team is Cindy and Russell. And they are married parents and both pastors. And they are from Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> They've been married 28 years. Well, they had been married 28 years in 2002. And they have traveled together a lot in their marriage. It seems like in the in every bio we've looked at so far, they all say that they've traveled a lot together. Yeah. But they live in Minnesota, and they are hoping to visit some warm places during <laughs> this race. Because oh, I yeah. think it was filmed during the winter. <laughs> so they also have nice things to say about each other. Cindy, said, Cindy says about herself that she has an optimistic attitude she has a lot of experience with making travel reservations and getting through foreign airports but she says her weakness is that she doesn't have a lot of muscle power and wouldn't be able to find her way out of the wilderness but she says that russell would definitely be able to find their way out of the wilderness and he has the muscle power and his weakness according to cindy is that he always has to keep a positive attitude no matter what <laughs> I don't know if that's a weakness. I know. But... I said, how is that a weakness? But maybe it just annoys and, her. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you're trying to win a race and you're just trying to be nice to everybody, then I don't know. I yeah. guess it could be a weakness. Next, we have Peggy and Claire, who call themselves the Gutsy Grannies. <laughs> and they're so cute. They only met four years ago. They met while walking their dogs. Their dogs liked each other. And so then they started to be friends as well. They have only been to one trip together in California, Santa Monica, California. And so this will be like a, a big thing for them, I think. They don't think that the Amazing Race will change their relationship because they say there are some advantages to growing old. You don't sweat the small stuff. It would take something more earth shattering than a TV show to change our relationship. <laughs> and Claire says her strength is that she can yodel. Oh, that would have... <laughs> 
helped in a recent season, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know that I'm reference I'm pretty sure yet. that girl's name was also Claire. Really? That's funny. So we this Claire can yodel, and she's energetic and competitive, and her weakness is that she rushes into things and doesn't think carefully about them. And Peggy says she has a good memory for names, places, times, and dates, and is good at math, and she enjoys everything, which I think just seeing her in this one episode is very true. She just seems like she mm-hmm. loves life and really does enjoy everything. Yeah. Peggy says Claire's strengths are her yodeling, so she recognizes that too. <laughs> I just think that's so funny and so cute. That is actually a talent that I wish that I had. I know it's super random, but I have always wished that I could yodel. Yeah. And she says other nice things about her. Her only weakness is that she moves too fast and doesn't see the things around her. And then Claire said, Peggy is creative, energetic, and personable, and very good company. She can charm the birds out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so these old ladies are just so cute and have so like funny old people sayings. <laughs> yeah. I hope they're around for a while. Yeah. But <laughs> against younger teams, usually the older yeah. teams have a little bit of a harder time, but they are definitely entertaining. Next is Gary and Dave, and they were former roommates. They met in Chicago about five years previous to the race, and they didn't like each other when they first met, but now they do. And it says the two once went on a cross-country road trip together. Gary claims that they couldn't go three turnoffs without getting into a fight. The best part of traveling together is always having someone to yell at, but that's the worst part, too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It also says that they decided to team up for the Amazing Race because they were running out of unemployment checks in New York City. <laughs> They're an interesting team. <laughs> I know. I I don't know how I feel about them yet, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Dave says that our relationship couldn't get any weaker, <laughs> so we figured that this could strengthen it. I don't know. Why Start was, from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> We only have one way to go. <laughs> Seems like an interesting person to pick to run a race around the world with. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> both of their favorite film is The Godfather. And both of their favorite TV show is Seinfeld and The Simpsons. So it seems like they have some <laughs> things in common. <laughs> yeah, not much. Yeah, though. that's what I have to say about them. Our next team is Mary and Peach, and they are sisters. And they seem like they have a very interesting dynamic they are complete opposites so mary (laughs) says that she prefers backpacking and dirt and peach prefers five-star hotels and gucci (laughs) (laughs) and mary says peach likes to shower and i don't (laughs) oh (laughs) so they're very different mary's like very excited to do this and she's she says peach only travels because mary makes her to get experiences and peach is concerned about the rigors ahead on the amazing race before applying she had never even put on a backpack (laughs) her name fits her very well yes it's very true like Mm -hmm. that's just like a very dainty delicate does it say where they're from it sounds like a southern name (laughs) um it didn't say that but it does sound that (laughs) mary says peach is an emotional basket case but she has a big heart and peach says Mary is the Terminator. Need I say more? Not an ounce of compassion for her teammate. Oh, <laughs> so hmm. this will be pretty fun, I think. <laughs> All right. And the last team is Shola. And it's spelled <laughs> Doyen. But uh, 
Phil pronounced it Dween. And he himself referred to himself in the third person later in the show, and he said Dween. Dween. So it's it like... sounds like Dwayne. I was going to say, like, Dwayne Wade. Like, yeah. D-W-Y. Dween. Dwayne. Yeah. I, anyway. <laughs> anyway, they are twins, and they actually haven't traveled together very much. So there's one team that hasn't. And so they are not exactly sure what to expect during the amazing race. And they wanted to team up for the race to put their relationship to the test. Shola says that he is extremely cool under pressure and he has strong interpersonal skills. But he says his weaknesses are that he doesn't speak any other languages and he has zero international travel experience. Dwayne says that he is uptight, even more uptight than Shola. And that can be viewed as both strength and a weakness. Shola says Duane can be very impatient and sometimes bossy, but other than that, his strengths as a teammate would um, outweigh his weaknesses. And Duane says Shola is too laid back, but he's a good leader and he's usually right when he makes a decision. So seems like they'll be a good complement to each other and work pretty well together. Yeah. I feel like sibling teams, and it, it just because it's like somebody you've known your whole life, so yeah. they you know them super well, but also they're probably the easiest people to like get on each other's nerves. Yeah, <laughs> but also I feel like siblings can fight, and you're not going to break up or get a divorce. Right? Or, yeah, like you're yeah. always going to be siblings, and you're always still going to love each other. And yeah. So if, you know, if we were on the race and we got in a fight, I'd know the next day that we'd be fine. (laughs) Yeah. We'd always be sisters. (laughs) Well, let's get into the race. And we have yellow and red flags. Yep. That's one of the first things that Phil points out. And it looks like they made the official change after only one season, which is good because the yellow and white was not good <laughs> yeah it wasn't as noticeable and we did ask that in season one and we're like well we wonder when it's gonna change and it only took one season so phil says that there's eight elimination pit stops along the way and their first clue is on top of their luggage so they have to run to the luggage open their clue and then go get in the ford explorer to drive themselves to the airport And another thing he points out is that each team has a small amount of cash to cover all expenses except flights. And he said money can be saved to help later in the race, Mm -hmm. which I haven't really heard on other seasons that like people are like saving their money for like later. Mm -hmm. And also I was wondering about like all expenses except for flights. That's even your food and everything. They probably get some food at the pit stop, I would assume. Yeah. But, but yeah. any food that you need to, like, eat during the leg, mm-hmm. there's but, no time to eat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, true. But each team got $200 for this leg. And, yeah, he pointed out that you can save your money to help you later in the race if you want. Uh, so the teams get their first clues, and they open it. And their first destination is Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Mm-hmm. And there are two flights available and their first come first serve because one arrives two hours in ahead of the other one. As they were driving, because we said that we watched this with our mom and she is not like super familiar with the show. So she was like, why is one of them sitting in the back? Oh. So it's just kind of funny 
the little things that people that have seen the show that we know and then people that haven't seen it that's a weird thing to them yeah and i said because the camera person has to sit in the front <laughs> she yeah. said oh makes sense <laughs> so they had to drive themselves from the middle of the desert in these suburbans to you know to the airport downtown nevada downtown las vegas mm-hmm. and get their flights um and one of the grannies i don't know which one said it she said we're not tough but we're shrewd and sometimes we're <laughs> almost fast <laughs> Oh, I think they're going to be entertaining. And we noticed that gas was only a dollar and forty six cents. Yeah, that would be <laughs> real nice. It's coming down a little bit, but this is twenty twenty three, and we just you know had five dollar a gallon mm-hmm. gas not too long ago. So we head to the credits, and there's no voiceover from Phil during the credits, like there was last time. So that only lasted one season too, which yeah. is good because that was weird. <laughs> yeah, the credits are seriously just one of my favorite things i know the music just like pumps me up so much (laughs) makes me me very excited i love it when they all get to the airport they're running as fast as they can to get inside and they're all stopped by some 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 security cards i'm not sure why or what yeah i wasn't sure what was happening there they kind of just like stopped them outside the airport and then it didn't say why or what they were doing they just let them through later i don't know but the first flight will carry seven teams, and the second flight that arrives two hours later, like we said, only carries four teams. Mm-hmm. So that first flight is a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Chris or Alex, I'm not sure which one, they were excited to go to Brazil because they played hockey in Brazil? Or was it soccer? I thought you said rugby. Rugby. <laughs> okay, one of those three sports he played in Brazil, and he knows Portuguese. And I feel like there was a couple other teams that knew Portuguese, too, which is kind of a random language to know. Like, Spanish is pretty common to know. French is pretty common to know. Yeah, I don't know which one it was. You said Oswald. Oh, Danny. Danny only knew English and Spanish, but I think Oswald knows five languages. Yeah, he. it didn't specifically say in his bio, so maybe they said that in the episode. But yeah, it seems like a couple of people know Portuguese, which, yeah, is not a very... Not as common in the United States to know Portuguese. Mm -hmm. So all of the teams except for Gary and Dave, the grannies, Oswald and Danny, and Deidre and Hillary were on the first flight. And those four teams were on the second flight. So we land in Rio. And here is a little bit of info about Rio. It is a city in Brazil (laughs) located on the Atlantic Ocean in a bay. It's the second most populous city in Brazil after Sao Paulo, and it's the sixth most populous city in all of the Americas, which I thought I was know. interesting. Yeah. It's the capital of the state of Rio de Janeiro. So the Portuguese arrived there on January 1st, 1565. Obviously, there was, you know, natives there before them, but the Portuguese came <laughs> in 1565 <laughs> and that's why it's called that it's rio is river and janeiro de janeiro is january so, so the river of january they arrived on january 1st and named it it was the capital of brazil from 1822 to 1960 and then it was moved to brasilia the city is 485 square miles um like the metro not the whole surrounding area just like the the city actual itself. city 
And the population in 2010, which was eight years after this was aired, but probably pretty close, was 6,320,446. And this city is known for its beaches, like world famous beaches like Copacabana and Ipanema. And it's known for its peaks and ridges. So it's really an interesting place because you have the mountains Mm -hmm. right on the beach pretty much. Yeah. It's also well-known for Carnival, and it hosted the 2016 Summer Olympics. And it was only the third Summer Olympics to be hosted in the Southern Hemisphere. So it would have been in winter. Yeah. In the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. But summer everywhere else. But the Summer Olympics. Yeah. (laughs) Very interesting. Seems like a fun city. Yeah. And obviously the Christ the Redeemer statue is a very notable landmark in the city. So that statue was what is the word commissioned in Mm -hmm. 1922 and finished in 1931 so it's older than i thought it was i didn't think it was that old i don't know if i've ever really thought about it so (laughs) i don't know (laughs) they do have to go up to the statue to get their clue peach is getting motion sickness (laughs) because they have to drive the car and it's it's you know it's really windy windy and it's like cobblestone streets Mm -hmm. and not very good roads and yeah she gets really motion sick but they're the first ones to get to the clue and the clue is go to paqueta island and kiss fat maria Mm -hmm. but it doesn't say what fat maria is yeah when we were when we were watching this with (laughs) our mom when tara and will read the clue um, go to paqueta island and kiss fat maria and will leans over to kiss tara our mom was like, <gasps> like appalled. <laughs> 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 Apparently, she finds that very offensive. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that my husband would do that, but I probably would just laugh if he did that. <laughs> yeah. Some of the teams have gotten the clue, and they have to get on a boat to go to this island. And Russell and Cindy go to the southern dock, and we're thinking they're not in the right place because all of the other teams are going to the northern dock and we're like oh no they're gonna get left and they're gonna get behind and all the teams on the northern dock get on this ferry but then a speedboat comes to the southern dock and picks up cindy and russell and they actually get to the island before all the people on the ferry and they said i didn't know we could get on that boat (laughs) this is not a very significant detail but i think you had it opposite i think they were on the north dock and everybody else was on the south dock oh you're right but it doesn't really matter <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want people emailing us being like um you're wrong yeah we have to have fact checkers <laughs> okay well thank you for correcting me <laughs> yeah so they flew by everybody else and we are thinking oh no they made a huge mistake mm-hmm. but you know you just gotta trust yourself sometimes they heard that they should be on this dock and They really did just, you know, they're like, yeah, let's stick around. They're going to come. They trusted their decision and it paid off. I would think I would have a hard time with that because Mm -hmm. you see four other teams on another dock and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go where everybody else is. Yeah. There's no way I'm right. And they're all wrong. Yeah. I would have a hard time being alone too, like no other teams around and not second guess myself. Mm -hmm. Am I in the right place? Is this? Yeah. It would be very hard. I would (laughs) That would probably be my weakness on this race. <laughs> <laughs> Not trusting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We get to the second flight landing, which is a little over two hours after the first teams. And they're getting their cars and driving up to the statue. And like Peggy has already given up. 
it seems like she's already like, they're all young and we're old. We're never going to make it. Well, and her teammates, no, you, you can't give up. You, we can do it. It would be really annoying to have a team member who has already given up before you've even I know. got your before first Before you've even got there, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess that's why you have your teammate and that's why you kind of have to pick the right teammate to keep balancing mm-hmm. out your weaknesses. You know, she has to have the teammate who is going to keep her To push positive. her along, Yeah. So the teams that are arriving at the island of Paqueta, Paqueta Island, Paqueta Isle, what is it called? Paqueta Island. Paqueta Island. Cindy and Russell, since they got on the faster boat, they were the first ones there. They find a local to tell them what Fat Maria is, and it is a big, huge, fat tree. (laughs) And they have to go kiss it. And then there's somebody sitting off to the side that gives them a clue after And so this clue says that they have to go to the Lido Hotel to book a boat for the next morning with the travel agency there. And the thing with this boat for the next day is they depart every 45 minutes and the first boat can only take three teams. So the last boat to leave is going to be over two hours behind the first boat. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty important to get on that first boat. Yes. And it seems like Cindy and Russell kind of get lost when they're trying to find this place. Yeah. They don't get there first. I don't know what happened to them. And but they were on the first boat. Yeah. So. And they got to Fat Maria first. But this this uh, little thing Fiasco. here started our first conflict on this season because Tara tells Will to go inside to look for the desk and she finds the desk and she's yelling, Will! 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 And while doing that, she attracts all of the other teams who then come to the desk because mm-hmm. she's yelling and they get there before Will does. And they all like Tara starts freaking out. Yeah, she's like, we were here first. We were here first. But Will's not even there to put the yeah. team on the I list. don't think like they were so mad because Tara mm-hmm. was there first technically. But I think in my opinion, it there. has to be both people. Yeah. So the twins actually got there first and got their name down. And then what's the brother's name? Blake. Which one? Oh, yeah. Blake and Paige. So Blake, Blake. and Will start fighting. Mm-hmm. So Will shows up and Blake is like pushing his way forward to get his name. Well, not really forward. He's like pushing Will out of the way because Will's trying to get in. Anyways, Blake and Paige were there first mm-hmm. because Will was still, you know, lingering inside. Not lingering, but he was inside and Tara was yelling after him. So they didn't get on the first boat. And Will says to Blake, I'll remember this. (laughs) Watch your back. I'll remember this. Yeah. So we got a little, you know, a little fight going on here. Yeah. Some, uh, what's another word for conflict? (laughs) Some tiff. What is that tiff? Yeah. We have some hard feelings (laughs) that have started. But I'm glad that the other teams didn't let them get in and be like, oh, you're right. You were here first. Like, I am with them. Like, we were both here. We were here first. Mm -hmm. Too bad for you. (laughs) And this is the thing. Like, if we're ever on the show, we have to be aggressive. I know. And neither of us are like that. (laughs) Yeah. If I was Blake and Will, this guy comes up to me yelling, no, we were here first. Tara was here. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Our first instinct would be be like okay okay sorry you you go first we need to work on our assertiveness yeah (laughs) uh we get a scene of mary and peach talking and this is like you can totally tell their relationship and their personalities Mm -hmm. because they're deciding whether they should spend the money to get food or a hotel and peach says i would rather not eat at all 
and stay in a hotel mm-hmm. and not sleep on the beach. And Mary is like, you're crazy. <laughs> we should eat and, and sleep, sleep on, on the beach. beach. <laughs> yeah. So that is just their differences coming to light very quickly. Yeah. And this is what I was wondering about, like the money, the, the $200 that they gave them, you know, I just didn't. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but I never thought it would cover food. Mm-hmm. I just thought they would pay for their own food or food would be included or something. But they really have to decide, do we want to sleep in a bed or eat tonight? Because the boat leaves yeah. tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, I mean, food is pretty important. You can't be mm-hmm. running a race yeah, and without if I was going, food. If I was going on the Amazing Race, I would know, all right, there's going to be some times we're not going to be comfortable and we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to have our energy the next day. I don't necessarily need to sleep in a soft bed. I need food. And I was expecting to be uncomfortable. So yeah. that would be my choice. And Peach tells Mary, I don't even like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, they're funny. So one thing that I was wondering is when was athleisure invented because everybody has jeans and they're running around brazil in the heat i know in their button-up shirts yeah. and jeans and it's, i mean athleisure wasn't a thing until <laughs> i know when, the, when when does that start becoming a thing and i'm i'm so glad it's a thing oh, i literally I would wear it every single day if i didn't have to be dressed up for work i'd wear it every <laughs> single day i'm so glad it was invented because this just you looks still, <laughs> I mean, you still look trendy. Yeah, but you're still comfortable. And the people who are actually dressed up for adventure have like cargo pants. Yeah, and cargo you know, pants. like a hat. I don't know. It just it's so different. Uh, I I just don't know why people would think that that would be <laughs> comfortable or yeah. conducive to being quick or. But they don't really have a I choice. Guess, yeah, if that's all that was. And then Will keeps talking about what happened. And he's like, he's mad at Terry. You told me to go inside and look around. And she's like, well, I didn't know you could be, you know. And then he says about Blake, nothing he does is by the rules. It's like, <laughs> he's had two rules Two interactions. So far and yeah. And <laughs> like, what do you mean? We barely started. And he hasn't done anything wrong. People like that are so annoying to me. Oh, and Will tells Blake, he's like, well, you don't have the language skills and haven't traveled as much as I have. So there. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm st- I am still got on the first boat, so. Yeah. I <laughs> think Will is annoying already. <sighs> yeah. I mean, as we found out last season, some of the teams that we liked turned into teams that we didn't like and vice versa. So we'll see. We'll give mm. him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> for now. But <laughs> I don't know if I am ever going to like Will, but we'll see. <laughs> So the next morning, these boats take them back from this island to Rio. And on the first boat is Russell and Cindy, Shola and Duane, and Blake and Paige. And on the second boat, unfortunately for them, (laughs) is Will and Tara and Hope and Norm. On the third boat is Chris and Alex, Mary and Peach, Oswald and Danny. And on the last boat is... Gary and Dave, Deidre and Hillary, and the grannies. What's their names? Peggy and Claire. (laughs) And that last boat is two hours after the first boat. So they are pretty spread out. When they get back to Rio, they are to take the gondola back up the mountain. Sugarloaf Mountain. Mm -hmm. I like the name of that. What do I have right now here? (laughs) Sadie's notes are handwritten because she didn't have her computer. Yeah, I didn't have my computer with me, and I'm she's trying not to decipher <laughs> understanding what's going on here. It says Tara will 
They made friends with somebody on the oh, plane. Is that Tara what Will made friends on plane? <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> so when they were in the taxi, they used the taxi driver's cell phone to call this friend that they made on the plane, and the friend gave the taxi driver directions. And I've never seen that before. That was no, like a really yeah. good idea. So they had her number and just gave the phone to the taxi driver, and he just listened to the direction. Which I'm like, the taxi driver is probably a local too. Yeah, you would think that he would know the directions if he's, this is literally his job. But, I mean, (laughs) people get lost in taxis on this show all the time. So I guess that doesn't really matter. That's just kind of something that, like, to keep in your pocket. An interesting strategy. With people on the plane who are from there, you know, going back home. (laughs) Yeah. The clue that they get at the top of Sugarloaf Mountain is a detour. And their choices are mountain or beach. And mountain is a short walk, but a huge 590-foot rappel down the side of the cliff. Or beach is take the gondola back down and find the girl from Ipanema. Um, Blake and Paige are first, and they decide to go for the short distance and do the rappel. And they pretty much just like run down the side of the mountain both yeah of them. they say that they've repelled before and it's very obvious that they have they just go for it and they're down that mountain so fast oh yeah there was quite a few teams actually that went down pretty quickly mm-hmm. i would choose mountain oh yeah for sure yeah definitely i am not like super scared of heights i think the initial um like going over the edge mm-hmm. is what would be you know <sighs> you know, kind mm-hmm. of take your breath away a little bit but once you've done that i think just like repelling down the mountain would be fine yeah and the other option you have to take the gondola back down find a car drive down the beach look for a girl lady picture yeah (laughs) i would i'd be like no absolutely not i'm doing the (laughs) repel and when they get to the bottom of the mountain they get their next clue which is telling them to make their way to the pit stop <laughs> i thought this clue it's you have to go to urca beach so you have to get on the boat to take them to another boat yeah and the boat is the pit stop yeah go to the tokarim yacht in the bay you have to find a boat to take you to the yacht <laughs> to the pit stop will went really fast down that mountain too but not gracefully <laughs> no a lot, yeah a lot of them were probably had some cuts and bruises mm-hmm. after that so yeah looking back will and tara were on the second boat but they're the second people to go down the rappel yeah. so, so they must getting, have done it fast yeah them driving to the gondola actually probably helped getting those directions because there's mm-hmm. a second one there mm-hmm. um so when they get to the bottom we see that blake and Paige have taken a taxi but they're going the wrong way and will and tara they get on a bus and they get to the beach pretty quickly yeah they like get right out exactly where they're supposed to and and they see the red and yellow flag on the yacht that is a pit stop right away so that was that was pretty lucky and then we have uh the grannies (laughs) and they are the only team to not choose mountain they read the clue and they say (laughs) no way (laughs) yeah one of them i don't know which one but she said i would rather eat worms before i do this repel (laughs) yeah They are not about to do that. So, <laughs> But it didn't seem like it was very difficult. At least the editing didn't make it seem like that. They were able to find the girl from Ipanema and get their clue. And I don't know, is it the editing or is this actually when they arrived? Because it made it, the grannies were on the last boat, but it made it seem like they were like 
the third team there because they read the clue and they're like no no way we're gonna go to the beach and then they start showing all the other teams repelling i i don't remember that it didn't seem like that to me but um hillary and deidre were there after them for sure but they were on the same boat because then right after we talked to the grannies we see that tara and will paid a hundred dollars to take a boat out to the pit stop that's so much money when you only have yeah. 200 but i guess if it's the end of the lake and you know you're gonna get more money then and they're just you want to be first be and they check in as the first place tara and will first place on the first leg of season two so they did get pretty lucky and being on that second boat was not as big of a deal as apparently they thought it was going to be yeah because they did the detour really fast. They got the directions from the local lady. So the taxi ride was fast. And they got really lucky on the bus. And that was fast. Mm-hmm. So they check in first. And we have a first place prize in this season. Yeah. <laughs> they win a vacation to Hawaii from American Airlines. So we don't have Travelocity quite yet. <laughs> I am glad they started doing the prizes for first place because it just makes it a little bit more exciting. Because yeah. last season, every check-in was so boring. Nobody was excited. For any place, even if they got first or last, they were just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first place was like, hey, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Then we have the pastors check in in second place. The twins checked in as third place. It doesn't really show them going down the mountains, really. They chose mm-hmm. Repel, but yeah. nothing happened. Blake and Paige and Hope and Norm step on the mat at the exact same time, so they're technically a fourth place tie. Chris and Alex are team number six. Mary and Peach are seven. Danny and Oswald are eight. And Gary and Dave are nine. But Gary and Dave, they had a struggle trying to find a boat to take them out they were like asking for a lot of money and they kept saying no Mm -hmm. and they kind of haggled with people and they had a hard time um getting out there but some of the teams like pooled their money and took the the water taxi together which Mm -hmm. is kind of smart if you know you're not in last place or could come in first then that's a good way to save some money Mm mm-hmm And then we have the grannies. They did their task pretty smoothly and well. Um, They had kind of a hard time talking to the driver, but he seemed like he knew where he was going. And they kind of just thought they were in last place. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, we're going to be last, but we had a good time. But this is just one of the many, many, many (laughs) examples we have in this series. Do not give up until Phil tells you you're going home. Yep. (laughs) Until you know you're out, you're not out. Because Hillary and... Deidre are still coming down that mountain, and it seemed like Hillary, like, breathed through it pretty easily, but Deidre struggled a little bit more, and you could tell she was just so disappointed in herself and, like, sad that Hillary was going to be disappointed in her. Hillary was, like, really supportive of her mom, and even though they knew they might be in last place, and they ended up, yeah, being last. Peggy and Claire mm-hmm. pulled it out, and they were team number 10. It seemed a little neck and neck. Mm-hmm. It seemed the- like it could have been close Mm -hmm. at least from how we could see it yeah but the grannies were 10th and Deidre and Hillary checked in last and yeah Deidre was sad and but Hillary is she's a very positive person she was very yeah she seemed way cool really Mm -hmm. supportive of her mom and they seemed really happy to have had the the experience together and she was like super nice about it like Mm -hmm. mom it's okay you know it would have been nice to kind of see how the relationship progressed Mm -hmm. because that was a unique team dynamic and they were nice and they're a 
two-girl team, but sadly, they are eliminated. And another thing that I liked about this season already is that Phil was not just at the last yeah. person to check in. Because last season, you see Phil there, and you know you're done, which I hated. And this one, he's there the whole time. So they made a lot of improvements from season one to season two already, I think. They really did. Yeah, season two is definitely more reminiscent of the more recent seasons and like the golden age of Amazing Race. Yeah. <laughs> they learned a lot from season one, I think. <laughs> so Deidre and Hillary's post-race statistics are they are the first all-female team to be eliminated first in the race. And the first all-female team to finish 11th place, which seems like the same thing. But sometimes there's 12 teams, I guess. Okay. So. <laughs> and there is really not much about them. Oh, they're also the first all-female African-American team and the first African-American parent-child team. And they share with Shola and Duin on this season that they were the first African-American family teams. So that's kind of cool. And I do not see any social media, any... I cannot find anything about them. So (laughs) I don't really know where they are these days, but we hope that they have... Grown uh, their relationship. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And a new thing that we wanted to start doing this season and going forward is doing like an average of the place the placement of each team. So for example, if team so and so comes in fourth place, sixth place, first place and third place, we would add up those placements. So 4 plus 6 plus 3 plus 1. So 14 divided by 4 legs is 3.5. So their average average would be 3.5. So it will just be kind of interesting to see if the teams that like always get first place if they end up winning or like the teams that have the better average get eliminated before teams that have a lower average. Yeah, because sometimes some seasons you have teams who never have won a leg and win the last leg. Mm-hmm. The only leg that matters. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have teams who won every single leg that don't win the end, you know, and just kind of seeing how that works out or people's average and how that plays into kind of the overall trends of the race Mm -hmm. but this one's pretty easy to figure out yeah their average is 11 because they were 11th place and have ran one leg so so now that we've had one episode to kind of get to know these teams which one is your favorite so far well i love the gutsy grannies because they're so cute but i wouldn't put money on them getting no (laughs) i also like danny and oswald because they're so they said, we're fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the first things that he said. <laughs> and they are. <laughs> I love them already. Um, yeah. Those are probably my two favorites right now. I think I agree. And I, yeah, like I said, I remember watching Danny and Oswald. And they were the only team that I remember. So I know that I love them. And they're very memorable for sure. Yeah. And the Gutsy Grannies are super fun. I think the twins are going to work well together. They mm-hmm. seem like they aren't too, like, they don't fight too much and they kind of are level-headed and they might go pretty far. Okay, so I said the teams that are my favorites. My two favorites I really don't think are going to make Win. it to the yeah. end. I think Blake and Paige have a good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. And the twins. Uh-huh. 
And I think maybe Chris and Alex would probably yeah. probably be my third. The friends. Yeah. The best friends from kindergarten. Just kind of going off of last season, and they kind of have a similar vibe to Robin Brennan, and Robin Brennan did really well. So if I were to guess and, like you said, put money on it, <laughs> I would probably put money on Chris and Alex. Yeah. They don't seem like super memorable so far, but... That's not- how Robin Brennan were. Right, I know. We said, <laughs> I don't even know who's who. And then they won the whole thing. I know. So... They weren't. They were boring for a while. They weren't memorable. We didn't even know who was which, and it kind of seems like Chris and Alex right now. Yeah, and nothing they, to dislike about them. Yeah, just nothing like super exciting so far. Yeah. There were some things about Rob and Brennan to dislike towards the beginning, but mm-hmm. these guys. I oh, we didn't say this earlier, but when they were deciding to sleep on the beach or sleep in a hotel, Chris and Alex did get a really, really, really cheap. Okay. <laughs> tiny hotel room with a tiny tiny bed like a twin bed (laughs) yeah and they were sleeping in it together and the cameraman was in there and they're like we don't even care they're like we have had sleepovers and we've slept together our whole lives you know we're just best friends from childhood we don't even care it doesn't even bother us i like that because there'd be so many men who'd be like no 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 i'm not i'm not sleeping in a bed with you that's crazy i'm gonna sleep on the beach five feet apart from you i can't touch you you know yeah they're like bffs and they're just comfortable with each other and like we need a bed and we need to sleep so here we are (laughs) so i think that is all we have for this episode We will be back with episode two, and we're really excited to keep going with season two. I think it's going to be a good one, and it's going to be exciting because we don't remember anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this seems like it's going to be an exciting season with a lot of really interesting teams, so keep listening. And like we always say, follow us on social media. We have Instagram, which is The Amazing Rewatch. Or we have our Facebook group, which is the Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Or you can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm all of those things are true. <laughs> so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. We've already had a few people reach out to us and rate our podcast and email us and stuff like that from season one. And it is so fun to hear from you guys and see that you're liking it. So please keep interacting with us. Rate the podcast, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff, and keep supporting us, and we really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye.